We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to Rotowire Fantasy Sports. No, hey everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf. <laughs> our, our, you can tell it's a morning uh, episode, and I'm just on autopilot still. Sorry, guys. Uh, welcome to Gaming Golf. Uh, it is the Valspar edition. We're all messed up because the TPC I think just ended about four minutes ago, uh, and you know it, it's just crazy trying to get re- turn around and get ready for the Valspar uh, going tomorrow. We're doing a Wednesday morning podcast instead of our usual Tuesday afternoon one because of Monday's late finish. Guys, let's start with TPC. Uh, big takeaways from that besides weather sucks. Jeff Ritter, you first. I mean, takeaway is a lot of randomness had a lot to do with that one. You know, it's like uh, I, I feel like we got a day and a half worth of real players championship. And, you know, that that wave that was just blown off course. I mean, Justin Thomas played his butt off in those yep. conditions. Colin Morikawa got washed away. and Just a weird there's just a lot of weirdness for that unlucky wave. And it's hard to know what to take away from it uh, heading into this week. And if you, you know, it was, a, it turned out to be a very difficult week to bet because so much just went, you know, randomly sideways on you. So um, it's hard to really know what to take away other than Cam Smith is a very rich man now. And, you know, <laughs> on maybe a new, new career trajectory for himself, but uh, um, it was fun to watch. I it just, it was Monday felt flat, but overall, you know, it just, uh, that tournament was defined by the weather for me. Three, uh, three super fast takeaways. One is I have to remember when I look back at this tournament to like throw out the stats because usually let me. Oh yeah, he's playing really well, and I think the guys in the bad wave just got. You can't even look at that stuff, and you look at Morikawa and, and Xander and and some of those guys that just got washed away. It was just it was brutal. My second is I've never seen a tournament more affected by you know which wave of AMPM you're in. We saw yeah. I, Jeff and I were talking. Uh, we had lunch the other day. We were talking like I think like Tory Pines. Uh, like four or five, six, seven years ago when Brent Snedeker won and like won a like finished at three hours before he else and the wind came up, like the last thing I can remember. But I mean, it was strictly what wave you were in. There were, you mentioned Justin Thomas. There are very few guys that actually, um, you know, game through that unscathed. And my third is uh, my must play last week. Max Homa was in the bad wave and still ended up pretty well. So I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that. But Jeff's right. 
it was an impossible week to bet. Like if you you had to have the right side, but if you played DraftKings, like we talked to in early in the show last week, you know, with with the weather coming, uh, you know, if you play a bunch of lineups, make sure you go with uh, you know a couple in the mor- morning wave, a couple in the late wave. There was no way to know which wave was going to get hit because of all the delays. Uh, but one wave had a, had a huge edge, and that was that was a big difference maker if you played uh, if you played uh, if you played DraftKings. I only played one lineup, and that was a mistake because that lineup was almost exclusively in the bad wave. Uh, I had two of six make the cut, and then Billy Ho withdrew after the cut. I'm not still still not sure what happened there, but there were just, there were so many great players in that in that wave that that got smoked. It was just I mean all the, so many of the marquee names were right there. And I used Billy Ho in one and done. My only takeaway is at least I didn't burn Morikawa. Uh, so I got that going for me. My my takeaway there is that like if you play one and done, make sure you play in one of the sites that's an alternate set pick. Because my uh, Hideki was my pick, and that's it's crazy. Like usually I get like one withdrawal withdrawal year in DraftKings or one and done. I've had now with Patrick and and Hideki, I've had two in the last four weeks. So hopefully I've got those out of my system. You know, both on the East Coast too. So I woke up and it was already too late to make changes. But I I had Hideki in my main DraftKings lamp, so it was kind of dead on arrival. So I. I kind of checked out Keegan uh, late on Monday, made it a little bit fun that I, that I tuned back in. But it was a, uh, I was uh, I was Bill Belichick on to Valspar pretty early last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. In season long league, I had my two main horses are Hideki and Brooks, and yeah, that went that went pretty well. So <laughs> yeah, rough. Don't listen to me. Basically, is what I'm trying to tell you here. Let's move on. Let's talk about this week's Valspar here. You know, there were some withdrawals, but it's still a pretty good. Yeah. lineup here i think all things considered uh you know i think the honda wanted to move away from being behind the tpc this tournament the valspar has got a better field i think than the honda did especially at the top there's a lot i mean the top like five guys i mean we got really big it kind of gets a little thin in the middle and you, you know i think i think the depth of the field is not fantastic but the top end of the field is really good yeah yeah, I, it's funny that you wouldn't think the end of the Florida swing was going to be the this this good, especially coming off like the Players' Championship that wouldn't end. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised so many guys have stayed in this one, and uh, it does make for a more fun week for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do what we do going through the field here. Let's go through the, the, the five five-digit guys. Justin Thomas at 11,000, Victor Hovland, 10-8, Colin Morikawa, 10-7, Xander, 10-3, DJ ten two, Scott, your take uh, take on this group. Wild ride. We have we have Victor Hovland Hovland under ten to one this week. That is uh, he's he's reached to the the elite of the uh, of the betting world there too. I think this is a it's a field where uh, you know does get thin late. So I think you pretty much have to take one of these guys and figure out who you think is going to win. That's obviously easier said than done. Um, I really like Morikawa this week. I like that he, he didn't he didn't make the cut last week. I like that he got some rest. He didn't finish on Monday like some of these guys. Uh, this course is very. Gained 7.7 TD Green in Genesis, 5.4 Century. TD Green is my my key stat this week, even more than approach like it normally is. So I love Morikawa this week at 10-7. I mean, you can't argue against any of these guys. But I think if you want to get different, I think a lot of people will start with Hovland or Morikawa. Um, I think those are those are the buzzy names this week. Um, I really like Xander at 10-3. Um, he was another guy who was on the bad side of the wave, but was playing really well prior to the to the weather coming in last week. Played well the first round. Um, you know, 13th and a third his last couple of weeks. Really nice TD degree numbers. I think at 10-3, I think you get Xander at a price that uh, a price that's expensive, but is going to be a little bit overlooked, especially with DJ right underneath him with a 63 on Sunday. So I think Xander's kind of the uh, the game theory play up here, and I think Morikawa is the overall best play. Well, Jeff? it's it's rare it's rare that 
I've had an opportunity to fade Colin Morikawa like I did often early last year when we were getting this podcast going before he, he took his run up the rankings and proved me wrong week after week. But I would, I would stay off of Morikawa this week. I know it was a weird week, weather, it just he's blown out of there. But I don't know. When, when you're talking about the top-tier players, I might just take a week off of Colin Morikawa, especially like, like Scott said, he's probably going to be one of the most played guys off of this tier. Uh, I might just lean towards a guy who just is coming in with a little more momentum. And I, I think if you're going to pay up, I might pay up for Justin Thomas this week, who put on a stripe show. It didn't really necessarily pay off for him in the end, but um, I think he leaves Sawgrass with a lot of confidence. But to be honest, I probably fade the tiers. A couple guys in the 9,000s I like more as far as building a roster. But I am, uh, I'll go on the record and say it's a fade. And maybe I'm just bitter because I had more account in my one and done last week. And it, you know, a little. What a time to lose, you know, a top player. But I would fade him this week. I'm, I'm off Morikawa. And, what do you guys uh, make out of DJ with a closing 63 on Sunday? Uh, yeah. He was way out of it, and that got him to ninth. But any momentum here? I like those confidence-building, you know, final rounds. And DJ is really – it feels like he's kind of drifted, you know, since his last win. It doesn't – I'm not – I can't even really think of a time where he's been close. I don't, I don't know that there's any scar tissue from the last year of Dustin Johnson. He's just kind of been around. So, I don't know. I, I think Dustin Johnson could be a sneaky good play. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I would probably actually at the price play him over Morikawa this week in Daily Fantasy. I, uh, this course sets up really well for him, long par threes and par fives. I mean, it's a weird course. There's four par fives and five par threes, but uh, it sets up really well for him. He's one of the best players on long par threes on the whole tour. He might be number one. He's right up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how much of that Sunday was, uh, you know, I'm out of it. Let's kind of let it loose and see what happens. Right. But it's tough. I mean, he doesn't have a top five since he won the Masters in the end of 2020. So it's it's a weird long stretch of, you know, a guy who who had a win every single year forever and ever. Did not even have a top five um, all of last year? But uh, I, I'm, I have him in our, in our season-long league, so I certainly hope this is a, a moment where he's turned it around. So uh, I'm optimistic, but I would play – I'd play Xander and Colin instead. Okay. Um, good to know on, on that. Let's go to the 9,000s real quick here. Uh, Louis – at 99, Hatton 98, Lowry 97, Sam Burns 96, Paul Casey is withdrawn, uh, Brooks Kepka 94, Abe Answer, I haven't heard that name in a while, 93, Jason Kokrak 92, Tommy Fleetwood 91, and Matt Fitzpatrick at 9,000. Jeff Ritter, who do you like in this group? I start with Lowry, who's just kind of going along, racking up top 20s, top 10s everywhere he plays lately. Uh, yep dunking aces along the way yeah. and just having a blast it just if you want to jump on the the train is a fun guy to watch fun guy to root for and he, and he really is he's playing his best golf since his british open win a few years ago so i'm on lowry this week i also think i'm i'm acutely following sam burns since he's on my season log team and he's about the only player giving my team any life or keeping it out of the basement in our season long league but uh, Burns is a defending champion here. This is where he got his first PGA Tour win. Uh, he's playing better. He was a 36-hole leader at the player, so I like him as well. And uh, I also flagged Matt Fitzpatrick, but I'm sure Scott's going to talk about him, so I'll, I'll, I'll defer. But I, I would start with Lowry and Burns off this tier. I like them both a lot. 
I think this is where the field gets a little weird because I don't love this tier. There, I mean, I think the tens are so much better than the nines, and I just uh, not a lot of these guys I really want to pay up for. I think I'll go tens and drop down to the eights, but I do really, really like Shane Lowry. He's the one that's easily my favorite in this group. Just playing great golf. I think he has six straight top twenty fives. You kind of count his around the world, his European events, um, but hitting the ball really well. Thirteenth of the players gained five point seven TD green, gained ten point one TD green in the Honda, a tournament that we know he probably should have won if it wasn't uh, wasn't for the Delu at the end there um i do like fitzpatrick uh you know i think you can throw out last week um you know he had uh, what three straight top tens and then he got in the wrong side of the wave again one of those guys last week so i think at nine thousand, uh he works i just i don't know where I, I never know in tournaments like this where brooks's motivation is like he could either he come out here and win he could come out here and, and miss the cut by four shots like it's just so hard to know i think if you want to play brooks i think he's more of a, a guy you bet this week because the, the win equity is always there but at 9400 i just don't trust the fact that you know if he's Kind of middling in the middle of Thursday, maybe he just goes, you know, goes operation shutdown and goes Derek Bell on us and, and disappears for a while. Um, but I think that uh, I think he's more of a betting guy than a DK guy. But uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Lowry this week a lot and a little bit of Fitzpatrick. All right, uh, Jason Day leads off the eight thousand. It's a pretty small tier. J Day's at eighty nine, Bubba's at eighty eight, Alex Norns at eighty seven. Harold Varner, 86. Gary Woodland, 85. Keegan Bradley, 84. Webb Simpson, 83. Kisner, 82. Russell Knox, 81. Cameron Tringali, 8,000. Scott Jenstad, we start with you. You don't like the nines. Do you like the eights? I love, I love the eights. Uh, there are there are three guys here I really, really like this week. I'm going to start. Uh, so I'll go monetarily uh, down. The first guy I really like this week is Alex Norn at 8,700. Um, just really good ball striking numbers the last two tournaments. You look at uh, the players, he was 26, but gained six shots, TD Green, five shots on approach. Honda, he finished fifth, played really well, gained 6.7 TD Green, 5.4 approach. He's gained TD Green and approach in uh the last five tournaments this year the only the only time he didn't play well this year was at the first uh first event he played at the amex he missed the cut there but since then five straight really good ball striking weeks um you know two top sixes in the last uh four weeks so i really like noren's form right now um 8700 a very playable price to me to no one's surprise i'm gonna take uh, i'm gonna go back to my boy again keegan bradley 8400 i mean he was 6,900 last week and finished fifth and like had a chance to win. I mean, he blew it. He had, he went double and then bogey on the last, uh, last two holes, but after playing really well in the last round, he was, he was balling. And then he kind of moved up and then back a little bit, but um, he was only 7% uh, rostered in DraftKings last week was I found shocking at 6,900. I thought he was going to be all over uh, tournaments. He was on the, he wasn't the team that won the Millie maker. So obviously he worked out well, but hit it incredibly well at the players. He gained 11.4 to that led the entire field. He was uh, gained 5.5 off the tee. That was fifth in the whole tournament. Lost a little bit putting, but like kind of kept it okay. Lost 1.1. So when he does that, um, he's playing well. He uh, he was second here last year, so we got some good course history. Um, one of these weeks, Keegan's going to let us down, but six straight made cuts, three top 12s in that stretch. Um, you know, obviously the price is up, but uh, I really like him this week. And my last guy in this range, sorry to go fast, uh, Russell Knox at 8,100. Another guy who's just playing solidly right now. Uh, he was six of the players, gained 7.9 T to green, uh, gained on the approach also. He's gained on approach and T to green five straight weeks. All those are made cuts. His price moved up too. We talked about him uh, him last week also. He's 8,100 now. But um, he, if you take the last 24 rounds, he's fourth this entire field in Tita Green. Uh, give me a guy who's playing well off a really good week last week, and I'll, I'll take it every time. So I, I do like those three guys a lot this week. Russell Knox is first in the field in greens and regs so far this season. Love uh, it. 75.6%. So uh, I, it's a, that's a stat I was kind of searching by to begin with here this this time around. I like Jeff it. Ritter, who do you like in this group? 
I thought Knox is a great pick. I, I didn't yeah. think you were going to go there. I knew I knew uh, I had the Keegan Bradley music queued up for you yeah. here in yeah. here in Texas. But I saw uh, you queuing it even. I, I, saw that. I think uh, I I think I think you'd pretty much nailed it. I I would say Kevin Kisner is interesting. Guys who take momentum out of Sawgrass is interesting. I don't think this is a great course for Kevin Kisner, but uh, certainly I, I always like the grits. Why well, I've got him on my season long team. I'm going to play him this week, but. Um, at that price, he's interesting to me, but I, I like Br- Bradley just jumps off the page as underpriced and probably an example of, of DraftKings setting these prices before the Monday finish was, was in the book. So, I, and, and Russell Knox, I also agree. So the only, the only one I would add maybe as a contrarian play would be Kisner. If you just like, uh, trying a momentum play out of this tier. How do you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about Bubba played, uh, played pretty well uh, on the, on the bad wave last week and um, has really good course uh, history here. I think he's finished top 15 the last two years. I'm not against it. Yeah. Same. It's hard to, I just have a hard time, honestly, outside of Augusta, I've just yeah. gotten sort of trained over the years. Of his. He's just, very up and down it, it, unless it's Riv. He's got a few other honey tracks, yeah. but uh, you know, this might be one of them. I, that, that is probably, that's a good call and probably worth a look as well. Yeah. I kind of went off. I mean, he kind of faded last week after he did hang in there, but yeah. he is, uh, you, you talk about Bubba, you know, Bubba courses and he finished fourth here in 2019, 13th in 2021. So I took a quick yeah. look. I don't love the current form enough, so I don't think I'm going there this week, but I know he's, uh, he's got a little bit of, a little bit of buzz this week in the, uh, in the DFS industry. I can see it. Uh, let's, before we hit the 7,000s and 6,000s, a quick note from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thank you to the Blue Wire Network for hosting our podcast. Uh, All right, we're tackling the the very big $7,000 dollar tier and as tradition holds i'm not going to go name every player in it we're just going to go right to jeff ritter and say who do you like uh i will uh, let's let's break it in halves uh, go top half of the seven thousands and then bottom half of the seven thousands you can do both now though so i would start at 7900 i think uh where'd he go uh, yeah hadwin um 
you know, another guy, just sneaky top 10 last week, uh, striking the ball well. Also had a good putting week, which I know sometimes Scott flags that as, as a stay away. But I think the ball striking was there as well um, with Hadwin. So, again, looking for someone taking some momentum right up, right up the highway. Uh, right down the highway or across the highway, I guess, in the state of Florida. <laughs> a lot um, of highways. I, li- I like Hadwin a lot. Aaron Wise, same thing. Uh, good ball striking week. Didn't put a lick. Uh, but maybe, you know, the T degree game could translate here in Tampa. So uh, those would be the two guys off the upper 7,000s I'd be looking at. I'm, uh, I'm with you on Aaron Wise this week a lot. A 7,700. Um, like you mentioned, the ball striking. He hit it really well the last couple of weeks. He was uh, gained 10.6 TD green at API and then 6.4 to the players. Two really bad putting weeks, like bad, bad. He, he lost five strokes and 4.4 strokes. And before that, he had a run of like kind of being an average putter. So I'm hoping he can find that. But I do like him. Um, 7,900, I, I, I think Hadwin makes sense. And you are right. He did have a good ball striking week to go with the putting last week. But I think I go uh, – they go back to, you know, podcast favorite, Seabez uh, this week at 7,900. I think he's, uh, you know, off two top 25s, uh, pretty good ball striking weeks at, at Honda and API, um, at least off tier green. He struggled in, in Honda at the, in the approach game. But uh, I think he's workable, but uh, Wise is my favorite guy in, the, in this 75 to 8,000 range. All right. How about the 7,000 to 7,400 range? Who do you guys like? So uh, I, I picked up Adam Spenson in our season-long league at a, in a move that no doubt sent shockwaves across the entire email group when that happened. And I, sure. I looked up – I just saw that he's been making a bunch of cuts, and I remember he, you know, he popped up on a leaderboard there a few weeks ago. And I looked, I looked up the stats, and he's a below-average ball striker and a below-average putter and below-average distance off the tee. So what does that leave us? I said, Sign me this up. guy just knows how to make money. He's just <laughs> making money. So I figure if he gets, if he can improve on any aspect of his game, he's probably going to finish in the top 15 again. So uh, anyway, I wanted to fill out a full roster this week. I had an, I had an opening, and uh, so I put Spencer on the squad. So I'll, I'll flag him for the people. My, my season log team is in, I believe, 14th place out of 15 entries. So the, the people can do with that information what they will. But Spencer is my latest addition. It can move fast. I was I was 14th oh, yeah. last week, and now I'm sixth. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's volatile. Yeah. Well, yeah. anytime you can get a Canadian who has a sweeter sounding name, you do it. Uh, I, I think that that's just the is, rule of thumb. Is he really Canadian? He is Canadian. I did not. not I dead. I just really assumed he was Sweden, Swedish. Yeah. Wow. I did too. I, I actually I made that mistake once once all right scott who do you like in this group um i really like at 7300 uh matthias schwab coming off some good current form he played in the alt event a couple weeks ago played in puerto rico finished uh finished seventh there um gained uh, gained nicely kind of overall and then played really well at honda before that he gained uh 5.8 t shots t to green finished seventh at honda um, a guy that i liked last year he played uh, played pretty well uh, he was uh eighth in the corn ferry championship in september uh, had a had another top five in the corn ferry he's kind of been like Getting there to the PGA Tour and not quite making it. I, I, I like the current form here. 7,300. It's hard to find guys down here this week. Uh, it's uh, it, Everybody's got some scars down when you get to this point. The, the field definitely thins out down here. But I do like Schwab. He's made all three of his cuts in 2020 on the PGA Tour. Um, gained well at Honda, like I said. So I think he's uh, he's playable. Uh, i probably go back to our, uh, our our old buddy Mito Pereira this week. I know last week was rough at the players, but he's 7,100. Um, if you look at just uh, shots gained, treated green, and kind of narrow it down by the last 24 rounds, he, he jumps up uh, on those stats really well. He's sixth in the whole field in, the, in that stat. That's one that I'm really uh, looking at this week. Uh, had a couple of top 30s before the players when he just could not putt. He, the putter was horrible, the players. But uh, uh, cheap players are tough this week, and I think I think Pereira is workable at 7,100, but I really like do, do like Schwab at 7,300, my favorite in the range. 
I like Joel Damon at 7,100, another good greens and red guy. Four solid rounds, nothing special at the players last week. Uh, make make sure you don't drop in the wrong place. Though. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. It's not the first time, by the way, that uh, Damon has uh, done, has been involved in an incident like that. He was also the guy that uh, flagged Sung Kang, I think, that one tournament, right? I think you're right because they actually had like you're a back right. and forth on Twitter for a while. Yeah, I remember. Great that. memory. That's a great that call. Is, I forgot that's about a great that. Call. Yeah, he well, he's a protector of the game. I like that. So yeah, I, like I, I, like, I, I liked how Hovland like he was kind of told he's like I'm not okay with this, and uh, I, I thought uh, I thought Berger kind of seemed whiny through the whole thing, and I'm uh, I'm kind of over Daniel Berger for the for the moment. Yeah, he just missed another. Play oh, if that if that is the case, I I do have. If you want to have a weekly Patrick I, Reed trade? I don't. I'm not I'm trading you burger for table. Patrick Reed. Okay. No. All right. All right. Just when you say you're when you say you're over to me, that that felt like a discount opportunity. I'm, so I just wanted to put that out there. Is Reed down in the six thousands yet? <laughs> he made a cut. He made a cut last week. So he did. There's exciting. much rejoicing. Yay! <laughs> All right, uh, six thousands bargain bin. Who do you guys like? Uh, I flagged our man Smotherman, a great name for, for a pro golfer. Um, still like the statistical profile. I still think he's out there quietly making some money. Um, maybe it's becoming a little bit less quiet as we talk about him. And I, I feel like he's starting to stick out in this tier as somebody who's becoming a value. And then I, I just wanted to look back at Kramer Hickok as a guy who popped up at Sawgrass again. I mean, you're just looking for hope at this price range. Uh, same thing. It's a guy who may maybe found something in Sawgrass and can take it, uh, take it across the state of Florida. So those were my two picks. But I like I would probably just go one off this tier and try to build in those eights and seven thousands this week. It's a, it's a tough range. We just want a guy that makes a cut. But I have two guys that I think I'm going to uh, sprinkle in some lineups. The first is actually uh, Von Taylor. He's 6,700, made four straight cuts, finished seventh at uh, Puerto Rico. He played in the alt event a few weeks ago also. Um, but gained Tina Green in seven straight tournaments, gained an approach in seven of eight. So he is, uh, you know, he's not, uh, all, you know, off the page gained, but like, you know, gaining in those uh, those metrics every week. And I think that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good spot this week where you're really going to have to play well in, in those spots. I think he's uh, a guy that you want to, you know, make the cut, finish 33rd or something like that will really help your lineup, help you get some of those guys, those five-digit guys in your lineup. And the other one is a, is a recent form play, and it's a, it's Kurt Kitayama, who we saw finish um, finish third at Honda and played really well. You look at the metrics; I mean, gained seven point seven T to green, seven point one approach, did putt really well. But like you like to see those those guys that kind of flash up the board. You want to see where it's backed up by some really good ball striking, not just a you know weird around the green week or something like that. And Kitayama really hit it well. Uh, backed it up with a 28th at Puerto Rico. I, you know, it wasn't great, but I like the fact that, uh, you know, guy kind of flashes, makes his first big, uh, you know, top three there, and then he still makes the cut, uh, you know, a week after. I, I really like to see that you kind of building on that. We talked about that with Cameron Young a couple times. Um, I like that. I, I know Kitayama had missed five cuts prior to Honda, but I think he's playing really well right now. And obviously it's a play where just the price comes into factor. And 6,500, um, I think, is a guy that uh, can make the cut and maybe, maybe, maybe get you a top 25. All right, very good. I know we got a hard out with Scott, so let's hustle on and get into the betting sheet. Jeff Erder, who are your bets this week? I, I see Keegan at 40 to 1, and I like that. I, I knew Scott would be all over him and, and uh, salute him properly in the earlier stage, but I think that's a great price for someone that could have won the players playing off the tougher wave. So uh, I'm on Keegan Bradley. I also, uh, Shane Lowry, I show him 20 to 1. It's a little shorter odds than I'd like, but I really like him a lot this week, as we mentioned earlier. And then maybe, you know, you kind of talked me into Russell Knox as you were, you know, the, the stats are even more compelling than I realized. So I see him at 60 to one. And I like that a lot too. Those are my three. 
Yeah, I, there's actually some interesting ones this week just because the, the top five guys kind of suck all the value out of this field. So you get a lot of guys that are a little bit deeper. Um, I really like Shane Lowry too, 30 to one. I see 30 to one on DraftKings. So definitely, definitely in on that. Um, Keegan's 50 to one there, at least when I looked this morning. So I'm, I, that's, a, that's an auto play right there. I think he's probably going to drop, but if you get him at 50, um, I think you got to play a guy who's playing that well. I really like Alex Noren at 455 to one. So I'm going to be taking that one. I think he's got a chance to, to win this week. Uh, you mentioned Knox, 70 to one. I like that. And then I'm going to drop back way all the way back a couple bucks on uh, Matthias Schwab is 150 to one. Um, so a lot of plays kind of down the board. And then I'm going to take one guy at the top. I haven't figured out if it's going to be Morikawa or Xander yet. I think I'm going to kind of see how the odds lay out, but uh, I think I'm going to probably, I just saw Morikawa at 14 to one. And he's in a week where, uh, you know, there's enough guys kind of down the board. I throw a couple bucks on. I think I'll throw a decent bet on Morikawa this week. And he's got a, a, a really good chance. I really like how his game matches up here. So at four, if I can get 14 to one, I think I'm going to play that and play one of the favorites this week. Are we finding that the, uh, Sites are slower to post win odds this week, too, I've noticed. Yeah, it was uh, – I think everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. I've never seen DraftKings this late with uh, with with pricing. It's just uh, – so many guys dropped out. Casey dropped out. Neiman, I think, dropped out, too. It was just um, – yeah. you know, Jeff mentioned there's, like, the, the, the 14th guy on the alt, uh, alt, alt list is going to make this tournament. So it's uh, it's been weird, but uh, it should be fun. we got a lot, of, a lot of good names in here, and it's a lot of interesting stories. I hope one of those 14 guys makes a run. I, I always root for the, yeah. the story there yeah. as far as that goes. Uh, finally, one and done. What do we got this week? Uh, Scott, you you first this week. Tough. I'm back and forth between a couple guys, but I think I'm going to take the – I'm not going to take an elite guy, but I think I'm going to take the guy who I think has the best chance to win the next tier. I'm going to go Shane Lowry in a yep. one and done this week. I think it's – oh, <laughs> nice. I'm glad, I'm glad Erickson went to me first. I finally got one in there on you. But uh, I, thought about, I thought about Keegan, but I think Lowry's the guy in the second tier that has the best chance to win this tournament. All right, fine. I was gonna go Lowry, you can, but you can take. You can hey, still you go can Lowry. It's, it's bad. Okay. It's, I think it's. I think it's bad karma. The one time we did this was the Zalatoris disaster. That that. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't know. It's, he, he responded by missing thirty-five foot, five foot putts that week. So yeah, I'm I gonna. I I enjoy rooting for Shane Lowry, whether he's my one and done pick for the week or not. I'm gonna go Keegan Bradley. He was, right. uh, those were my two for the value. I'm totally with you on staying off the top tier this week. It's uh, you know it's nice to have those guys in the field. But it feels like it feels like the week to just. Take a take a break from the top tier. So I'll go Keegan. By I, the way. I will say I think those guys will be popular. If you are behind your pool and you want to get sneaky and maybe find someone that could win that nobody has, I think Alex Norn is a, a really good play this week too. So if you're behind, I think I think Lowry and Keegan are probably gonna be pretty popular after the top guys. But I think I think uh, Noren's a guy that is playing really well that I don't think will be highly rostered in one and dones. Yeah, and on the same sort of vein, I think I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Russell Knox this week. Like it and be be a little different. Uh, because I know I need to be different in our one-and-done pool. I'm way behind now. So, uh, yeah, good times. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to us, watching us, uh, and uh, indulging our different start time. Good luck in the Valspar this week. We'll be back at you again next week. Take care.